chaotic atmosphere, but we managed to recreate the experience. We got a lot of great music. We're just listening to Call in Love by George Fitzgerald, an amazing producer, really, really good songwriter. Puts a lot of emotion into his music. And we're coming up to the Steve Bug remix of the track Karma Game. Really, really good stuff off of Compact Record Label. They always put out great music. I have a whole folder in my uh, collection here just uh, called Lush and Driving, a.k.a. Compact Records. They really have a signature sound. Um, so we're going to be talking a lot about uh, that set and some sort of inspirational thoughts that came out of that, or some inspired thoughts, rather. I don't know what go so far as to call them inspirational. But talking a little bit about the history of DJing, um, the technology that goes into that, how that's changed over time. But let's get back to the music. Here's Steve Bug at the Pentatones of Comedy Game.
listening to Berlin Calling on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm your host, Survivalist, and we're listening right now to a really cool sort of throwback to the hip house style of music um, called Rhyme to Rhyme by a producer called Proc and Fitch. Don't really know too much about him, but there's a really great track that came off of the Kitties Wanna Dance compilation. And yeah, it's sort of a throwback to that old style that was uh, sort of popular around the peak of the Acid House era, where they're sort of trying to mash up um, sort of 90s hip-hop with house music. Didn't really take off too much. I'm kind of fond of the sound, but it really spawned this horrible pop 90s uh, dance music where... It was sort of in the middle of like a club track. You have some dude with a really deep voice, like, uh, you know, quote unquote rapping, but mostly it was like ordering you what to do on the dance floor. You know, that typical sound like get on the dance floor, move it, move it. Yeah, that sort of thing came really out of the hip house kind of sound. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about DJ technology and sort of where that's come over time. When I was doing this uh, night with my friend Charlie at 222 Hyde, the night's called Clean. It's uh, once a month, really fun night. Uh, 222 Hyde has uh, a bit of a history with techno in San Francisco. It's a really great little venue. Uh, emphasis on little, but uh, let's let's call it intimate. Um, but anyways, uh, as part of this whole thing, I got myself, uh, got my hands on one of these Tractor S4 controllers. Uh, I'm a fan of the uh, Tractor DJ software. It's a really nice way to sort of organize your music and, you know, it's uh, you can sort of do all your DJing on your laptop, which is pretty nice. But, um, you know, it's nice when you're at home making mixes for a podcast, but when you're in front of people, uh, in front of a crowd, you kind of want you know, to look like you're doing something uh, more than just checking your emails. So you have a lot of external controllers. A lot of people get uh, big fancy MIDI controllers. Uh, my buddy Charlie, he runs one of these Akai MIDI controllers, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, Tractor has one of these built-in things called, uh, not built-in, but integrated Um and it's uh, called the S4 and it's really cool and it's got like LED screens on it so you can scroll through your music collection and it's got all the controllers sort of matched up to what's happening on your screen it's pretty awesome if you're uh, you know DJing uh, for money um, and you do it a lot or you just you know um, you have money to spend on something like this I'd highly recommend it it's a really cool controller um but it also integrates with something that Native Instruments is pushing called stems, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. But we'll get more to that later. Uh, I just, you know, reflecting on how far DJ technology has come over the past 30 years, it's really crazy. When I first got into DJ, it was really like you had your, your Technics, you know, 1200 turntables, 1200 SLs if you wanted to be fancy. And, you know, you had some sort of Vestax mixer to sort of mix between the audio of the two of them. And that was it. That was all you had. Um, it wasn't until later that you started to get uh, really sort of DJ-specific turntables like the Vestax PDX series and things like that. Um, it was really the, you know, Technics 1200s 
which of course are super famous, um, but really they're uh, a hi-fi record player. They're not specifically meant for DJ. They're um, really well built, so they you know got a reputation for being able to withstand gigging or uh, you know being in clubs where you know you see a lot of smoke and other things going on where you know, drinks spilled on them, for example, and they can survive all that. Um, and now we have this crazy sort of touchscreen situation where you can roll through your whole digital music collection and it's not even a big deal. It, it really blows my mind. Um, I mean, back in the 70s, you didn't really have a situation that was much different than the 90s. Um, you know, you had these rotary mixers, and by rotary, I mean, you know, instead of like these volume sliders, you just had rotating knobs. Um, you know, the most famous ones were the URI mixers. Uh, they've sort of gotten a, a cultish status. I don't quite agree with that. I think it's uh, sort of wrong to hold that stuff up on a pedestal when really it's about sort of the vibe you're creating in the music. And, you know, I've heard some criticism, um, you know, partially from me, but also from other people about things like the mid-instrument stems where what it is is you get like an audio file that's just a baseline audio file that's just the synthesizer and audio file is just the you know, percussion that's not the bass drum and then you can sort of use that to mix in sort of different parts of the song sort of like a, a really crazy accurate cue for mixing in music and I don't know I'm kind of of two minds about it I'm going to come back later and talk about it a little bit more but you know part of me wants to say that it's just about making the party happen and making the vibe happen but part of me really wants to play the music, you know? You want to listen to the song. You, do you want to listen to the song or do you want to listen to the DJ? I don't know. I think part of that depends on uh, sort of what sort of music you're listening to and kind of your attitude about the sort of thing and maybe how long you've been into uh, sort of dance music culture and stuff like that. But let's come back to this later. We're mixing into now Juliet Sakura and King Brain all day, all night, nonstop. Really fun track. Let's get back to it. Fucking all night, non-stop.
This is a great city. We've done more and influenced the world culture than any other city in America. I personally believe Detroit.
Bandcamp.fm, best frequencies forever. We're mixing out of Lee Vandowski's Rave the House track. Really cool track. We've listened to it a few times before on this podcast. And for good reason. It's a lot of fun. Really cool driving structure to it. Really cool harmonics. Really fun bass. Has a lot going on. So as I said in the intro to this broadcast, uh, this is a recreation of a set I did with my friend Charlie at Do Hide uh, about a month and a half ago. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, we forgot to press record, but uh, here it is now. And you can sort of hear how we sort of evolved the sound of the music as we were playing it. And you kind of have to do that with a live set. I'm sure you've heard of reading the crowd. And it's really something you have to do because, you know, you think you know what is going to happen when people come into the night. So like, okay, it's a Saturday night at this club. People usually like this kind of music. But the people who actually show up there might not be into that kind of music. And you have to kind of look around and see how people are reacting. Um, we started out playing some really melodic, compact records type stuff. And because it's kind of crowd-pleaser type music, it's easy to get into. It has lots of melody, has lots of vocals and stuff like that. But it wasn't really doing the trick, so we started going into uh, more kind of funky tech house type stuff. And then, you know, that started getting people moving a little bit more. So like, okay, that's an upgrade in intensity. Let's try and take that intensity a little bit more. So that's when we started going into sort of the harder tech house stuff that we're going to start playing over the next 20, 30 minutes or so. It turned out that uh, as the night went on, um, you know, people who came into the club were more into, you know, really getting their party on. So we kind of just kept speeding up the music and playing harder and harder stuff. And the crowd was into it. It was awesome. But you can sort of more hear that in this broadcast than you will in previous broadcasts, where we're really sort of talking about a certain re- certain record label or a theme or something like that. We're kind of playing the same kind of music throughout the whole two hours. Here it's really going to evolve and we're going to play a lot of different stuff because that's what we did that night to sort of uh, try and figure out what was going to work with the crowd. Um, again, 222 Hyde, definitely worth a visit if you're in San Francisco. Really fun venue, great sound system and uh, really good people. You know, I used to do a lot of club DJing um, in the 90s and 2000s and that was great, but I sort of got out of it mostly because uh, nightclub owners are not always the most savory people, but uh, the guys who run 222 Hyde are really cool people, and you know, it was a real breath of fresh air talking to them and everything like that. So let's get back to the music.
Hi, you're listening to Berlin Calling on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. It's your weekly dose of awesome techno music from around the world. And I wanted to get back to what we were talking about earlier on in the broadcast about music technology. And this came to mind because I was messing around with one of these really high-tech trapdoor mixers that's integrated with the software. It's really crazy high-tech stuff. It's super cool. Um, it certainly makes things easier to use than they used to be. I think it's natural for things like that to bring to mind, is it too easy? Is it too easy to um, you know, DJ these days when it used to be really old school? You had these, you know, everything was analog. You had to carry around all these records. And I think there's part of me that romanticizes that stuff, but ultimately I came to the conclusion that no, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's pretty good that it's easier to do this. It's easier to do it in general, but it's still difficult to do it well because ultimately DJing is about making the party happen, reading the crowd, playing good music and having really good taste in music and understanding what music goes well together. And that's still a skill that no software is going to teach you. Um, the fact that you can sort of break songs down into different components much easier these days uh, with the native instrument stems and things like that um, is pretty handy as a DJ, uh, but it does make certain things easier. But it also raises the bar because if beat matching is no longer something that's going to be a struggle for anyone, then that really puts the focus, if you care about being a good DJ, on your track selection, on um, you know utilizing the other tools that are at your disposal, like you know uh, queuing, sampling, looping, and things like that. So I tried to use a lot of that in the set that we did, and do a little, doing a little bit of that in this. Project. Podcast, but it's a lot of fun, um, especially when you have like a big tactile controller like that. You can just sort of jump around. You don't have to mouse uh, with the computer. You can actually, you know, grab parts of the file and loop them really easily. It's a lot of fun, and it really sort of encourages creativity. Coming up next, a personal favorite of mine, Jeff Mills, The Bells.
that's about all the time we have this week.